Welcome back to When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. When the Right One Comes, helping you navigate through the dating and relationship space. We are thrilled that you join us and we hope that you download this episode so you can listen to it again and again. Let's tune into the conversation. Welcome, everybody, to When the Right One Comes, a special edition. Um, If you would share this room um, by going to the square with the arrow and uh, share, sharing is caring, Uh, sharing is caring, so share the room. I am Bishop Greg Davis, the curator of the room. And uh, we're going to get started in just a minute. I thought I'd start a little different tonight like we do on Friday, since it's almost Friday, with a little music. And um, we're going to get started in a minute. Marriage before, during, and after. I have a guest, very special guest, uh, that I can honestly say I've known half my life. We'll tell you more about that. Uh
uh yeah that i've known I, I, yeah yeah half my life over half my life we'll tell you more about that uh invite somebody let's get the shares up to at least 25 tonight comments are open uh we have our moderators up and more be in our administrators dr nick angelica and sombatine and we'll get started in a minute Welcome everybody to When the Right One Comes and it's a Thursday night edition and I'm going to be actually doing more of these one-on-ones on Thursdays at nine. Um, not every Thursday to start off with, but uh, we're going to be we're going to be doing these. Uh, I want to do some interview series. Uh, and so if you would invite and share, invite and share uh, on tonight. Uh, we're going to give everybody an opportunity uh, to ask questions on tonight. Uh, we have our team here with us. And um, also, uh, Candace and Angelica are going to help lead the conversation, but everybody can talk. Um, um, and this is going to be uh, organic tonight. Uh, I don't have any questions. Let me put Josh in the thing. Um, you can put Josh in there. Um, it's going to be organic uh, tonight. I don't have any questions because I really don't need any questions uh, uh, for this guest. If you would, um, again, we're up to 32 shares. Uh, how about we go to try to go to 50? How about we try to go to 50? I see my dear friend CJ Rhodes. I'm going to invite him up. If you'd like to come up, Pastor Rose is in here, uh, part of our fellowship, and he's a friend of mine. Um, wow, a lot of y'all in here tonight. Um, I appreciate it. So tonight, going right to it, because uh, we're not going to be long, because she ain't going to let me hold along. <laughs> uh, thank you, Angelica and uh, Dr. Eva Day, Torian, Dr. Barbie, hope you're feeling better, Quanisha. Uh, Candace, Joshua, Linwood, all of our regulars. I actually see um, some of our daughters in ministry that have been in ministry with us for literally uh, 30 years. I see June down there and I saw Marietta. I don't know if she's still in here. I saw Marietta. Uh, I see some of um, those that grew up with me and uh, things. Um, oh, Sonia's in here. Um, Marietta and June, y'all welcome to come up. Uh, Sam, Pastor Sam, come on up. Okay, so we're going to get started. Um, tonight, I am proud to bring back for the second time um, uh, Pastor Kim Davis, Apostle Kim Davis, and Bishop-elect Kim Davis. 
If the name sounds familiar because it's Davis, that's because this is uh, my ex-wife, my wife for 20 years. Um, and we are great friends. I just preached for her at the church I used to pastor and the church we founded together, one in Pennsylvania, Ebenezer. Uh, I don't know if any of them are in here and the river, um, a church. Uh, I preached there and hadn't been there in two years and both churches were packed. Uh, I told her, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or day before yesterday, how proud I was of her carrying on the work um, uh, as, um, I mean, it, amazing time I had. And for some of you, this is a little strange because you may, um, you may not get along with yours. Uh, I can't say that uh, for every relationship I've been in. Um, that is that way. We're going to talk about uh, uh, how we met, how long we've been knowing each other, blended families. Did we get married too soon? How soon we got married? How I, how I, <laughs> how, how I used my, my charm and influence to start talking to her, which is a funny story. And just all that stuff and what went wrong. This is a conversation to, to help you. And we've been talking about doing this for a while. Before the pandemic, we were going to do it on my show. Um, but thought we would bring, I would bring it to Clubhouse. And uh, I want to thank her um, for uh, saying yes. The, the, the other thing is um, uh, I talk a lot about her in my um in in these rooms and relationships and always bring her up and um people say well y'all should get back together no we that's that's not what it's about it's about you can be friends after um and so we are here to to share and uh candace and angelica can pop in at any time during the conversation and any of the other um moderators so without further ado uh uh pastor kim anita davis well grace <laughs> and peace be multiplied unto you and likewise how are you tonight for having us tonight we are great great it's, we're grateful to be here and great Good. peace to everybody that's out there i see a lot of um uh, I, I see uh uh henry gallagher henry down there what do we call him Mr. Halliger. Mr. Halliger. <laughs> that is my Mr. Uh, Halliger. And there's quite a few in here on today. So uh, tell a little bit about yourself first, without me. Tell, tell them about yourself, your, your background, and, and, and all that. Because you, you weren't broke when I met you. <laughs> well, it depends on how far we want to go back. I was born and raised in church. Uh, from 1958, uh, when you found me, I was in church. Uh, came from the Prayer Tabernacle Church in Detroit, Michigan. Um, when we got together, I had been in that church my whole life, uh, 32 years. Uh, I had been in that church singing in the choir. That's what I thought I would do for the rest of my days. And um, I come from a family of cosmetologists, uh, so people always like, how do you keep your flips up? Well, I kind of know how to keep them up. Um, 
my sister and my mother were cosmetologists. Uh, they were both in church. And we went through the years. Uh, by the time you got to me, I was a career Michigan Bell, AT&T, Ameritech person. I worked there for 18 years. I went up the ranks in management. I helped to oversee several offices in that company. And so, like you said, when you got here, uh, I was already a well-established uh, career woman, uh, had been married one time when I was 17 years old. And uh, my pastor had died and that's kind of where you came in to the picture. So I think I told everything that's significant about me as a person. So we had known, and forgive me, I said Dr. E, but Dr. Nick, y'all, I'm sorry. Um, uh, y'all know what I meant. Um, we had uh, we had known each other how long prior to? How long I had known. I, I knew you when you were, I always say, 12 years old at Welcome Baptist Church. <laughs> The little cute little boy with long eyelashes. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Twelve, twelve, twelve years. I was, I was, yeah. So, uh, she's um, six years older than me uh, until always. my birthday. Until yeah. my birthday, then you're five years older than exactly. me. Exactly. Right. And so, her pastor and my pastors. Then I had left my grandfather's church. Her pastors. Just give you a little content. Um, and my, my pastors and her pastors were, were relatives. Her pastor was their uncle who took over from their dad's church. And then they went and started their own church. Well, her pastor was who we call uncle David. Um, for some reason he took a liking to me and he started sending me to preach in Youngstown, Ohio. And, uh, when he passed, there was a vacancy and i went to preach warning the church fill in whenever i'm i'm saying it wrong okay uh i i went there filling in warning the church and there were three of us in rotation right yes and i was every what third sunday maybe i want to say second second, second or fourth sunday. i can't remember yeah. which one of second or and fourth so, or second and fourth hours right I would see her a lot at restaurants on Friday nights or whatever and just say hello. And um, uh, she was leading uh, worship. Now, when you, when you say that nowadays, people talk about singing. She was the worship leader. She ran the order of service. Um, I often say I did not get the church, but I got her, which was probably the, the, the original intent. Right. Um, I would preach there and they, of course, they didn't call me to the church, but in the midst of that, um, I had a radio show every, every day in Detroit on WMKM and I called the tr head trustee and, uh, it was late at night and I told him that I was interested in her. I was a mm -hmm. chicken a day. I, <laughs> I, 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 a day is gone, oh, but that is, uh, yeah, a day is, I was a chicken. Uh, so I called him and told him, uh, Candace, uh, that I wanted to talk to her. And I think he called you, right? Yeah. He, and he was kind of like, um, our guardian angel because we didn't have a pastor. We didn't have a leader and he wasn't a preacher or anything like that. So I trusted him. So for him to come to me and say, 
this guy want to talk to me even though i knew him i was like oh lord and he said talk to him so i did and um the rest is what they say is history and so we we start talking we went out our first date was at a chinese restaurant right <laughs> right and it wasn't just a chinese restaurant it was a it was a nice tiny chinese <laughs> restaurant <laughs> it was on True. the river True. uh it's closed now but we went we went on a date and we talked we talked for how long six weeks yep i don't advise this with anybody uh we talked six weeks and how did i propose i don't remember it was almost like a a, a business proposal to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> when i think back of it um you you uh, kind of asked me some questions about um where i was and what i was doing and um you thought it would be a good idea if we got together and i, I was somehow crazily feeling that way but i was like whoa 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 this is this is going really fast and as i um pondered upon this conversation and i just love the topic of what we did right and wrong before during and after uh that was one of the main things that i put at the top of the list getting married too fast six weeks right wrong or just risky <laughs> All, all, all three. <laughs> I, I often say, and I've talked about it on here, and and Candace and Angelica, anybody can come in and just open the mic and ask questions as we go. I want this kind of be organic as we go. Um, anybody want to come up? The moderators, um, administrators are bringing you up uh, to ask questions. Um, I I often say, and I don't know if you agree or not, but I often say I think that we we didn't have uh, a foundation though. I don't know mm -hmm. if you agree with that. I think I think it was risky and it lasted 20 years. And, you know, but I think, I think that that might be a little, I think it might be risky and no foundation. Indeed, indeed. And because one of the things for me, and I have nerve to still do marriage counseling, uh, when people want it, well, I don't like it, but I'll do it, uh, is that one of the things about relationship before is you need to get to know the person. Yeah. And it was very risky that we didn't get to know each other. I don't know if it was three dates in those six weeks. Oh, Lord, the story's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> she has the memory, y'all. She has the memory. It wasn't like it was all hot and steamy it was something that felt like this was the right thing to do and so i i took the risk yeah rolled six weeks y'all y'all like y'all yeah yeah the six weeks got y'all six weeks got y'all huh yeah <laughs> i'm shocked six <laughs> weeks but a day it lasted 20 oh so years. that proves my theory when i say like i want to ring in three days like that proves my theory she said it's risky though yeah i don't recommend it i no. I, I almost think that god takes care of little babies and fools i think that was a foolish foolish move that is not the norm it is not uh what i would recommend because you you don't get enough time and there's no such thing as enough time 
to know each other. Yeah. It's no foundation. There's no foundation. No. We, no. we couldn't even say we were friends yet. No. And it and it gets crazier because because it moves faster than what we're talking about right now. Because we got married February the 8th. Yes. Well, you remember the day. I do. Yeah. Men February. don't remember the date. Y'all know. Huh? Men don't remember the, the anniversaries. Y'all yeah, know yeah. that. February 8th. February 8th. We got married. Mm-hmm. And and by and by November, we were called to pastor a church. I was called to pastor a church wow. by November mm-hmm. without knowing each other. All right. Uh mm-hmm. I had a what we call in Detroit a flat. Uh Candace and Katrina would know what that is. A flat. Uh it's it's half of a house. Um, <laughs> And I had some wicker furniture. Uh, I had a, I don't I don't know what kind of car I had. Then. You got I'm going to say you got to tell them about the car. What kind of car I had? You had that car that you testify about where you were crazy crazy going the top on. Oh my! And what I remember oh, wow. the most about and he he asked to take me on a date in it and I I could see my feet like the the flintstones most of you too young <laughs> oh to remember like your feet can just come out the bottom yabba dabba do ride or die pastor kim you got in that car girl come on pastor kim there you go tell them how the Detroit girls do but it. you come know on. you know i think let me pass you the glue back because, i think that's because i had my car had gotten uh stolen i had a trans now you ain't gonna come for me i did have a white trans am before that because i had been working for tj tj max and for frederick so i did have but i don't know how i ended up with that car come on frederick's bishop i hear you I was a, I, yeah i was a, i was a district That's manager funny. i had i had i had um I had six stores. I was making money. Now, she'll tell y'all more about that. But uh, I don't know how I ended up with that car. Because mm-hmm. my car had gotten stolen. Right. And I was. I had a rental, but I had a nice rental. I had a nice car. And, and she had a house. And I had a house. And right. she was the manager. Boss. Yeah. Right. For, for the telephone company. And... I was working at the radio station and I was doing something called uh, Davis and Associates, right? Not till after we got married. Not till after we got married. Okay, so mm-hmm. what was that? I was just doing the radio station? You were just doing the radio station and okay. you got fired. <laughs> Ooh, make it plain. I got fired. I got fired. So, so, Bishop, can I ask Pastor Kim a question? Mm-hmm. Pastor Kim, did you have any reservations? after he proposed it was too fast we were planning a wedding um i think we were planning this this little for you know the inner circle wedding with uh your closest friends and then people started hearing about it and started putting their two cents in and began to tell me who he used to go with and um, trying to tell him different things. And so one of the things that I, I, I wanted to make sure we said today, um, as we talked about the before and what was wrong and what was right, is that we made a decision to tell each other all the dirt. 
I told him all the dirt that I thought that other people were going to tell him. And it got so thick that they thought they could tear this thing down that we just said, I got to be at work at 2.30 tomorrow. Let's drive to Toledo before you go to work and get married, which was 45 minutes away. And we did with the, one of the, the um, justice of the peace that you just pick one. Any who had no teeth. Most, who had no teeth and had a minister's collar, but didn't have a collar in it, just the shirt. And <laughs> under the steps. Under, in the stairway, he said, where'd y'all wanna go? And so we didn't, I didn't have time to second guess because that even made us go faster because we were determined we were not gonna let people interfere and put their two cents in about whether we should get married or not. Yeah, we, uh, and so, and, and she dropped me back off at the radio station and I went back to work and she went back to work and we said, we's married now. <laughs> um, and, and, and I want you to lean in on, we told each other about everybody because most of the people that we had talked to were in the same circle because mm -hmm. those of you that are in church realize that even though we think the church is big and universal, it's not. It's kind of, I was having this conversation with somebody earlier today, it's the same people. I knew some of the same people, but it didn't bother me. It bothered me in my head, but I didn't let her know because it did bother me in my head, but I just, yeah. Wow. So, so we got, we got married and what happened next career wise? I'm trying to remember. She remembers. Well, um, you got fired um, not long after we got married. And that's the part that you always tell that I was making good money. Uh, I saw the potential that you had. And, and the one thing that I saw too, uh, this is the part that wasn't so glamorous about me. I was a single parent, had two, two kids. I had a nice house, nice car. But when you're living like that, you don't usually have any extra um, money. You know, you look like you do, but you don't. And he came right in and asked how much was my credit cards. He paid off all my credit cards. And I knew that he had potential did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? I love it. But you was hard on me, Bishop, for paying a card note. Click them. I was married then, though. You weren't married and you was paying card notes. I digress. Right. Digress. Go back on Go back on mute. Pastor Kim, can you say that again? I just want the fellas to maybe lean in. Uh, just tip on over. No, because they still on. She was making more money, and I had a roof that, that wouldn't hold on to the car. That wasn't long, baby. Go ahead. Tell the story. <laughs> he, he, paid, he paid off. Um, that was one of the first things he did. He paid off all my credit cards. And um, I, I gifts is my love language. And uh, he knew he had learned that fast because he, he didn't have to learn it. I did know some of his previous girlfriends when he was like 20 and 19. And he was buying them the fake Louis Vuittons and didn't matter because they were $200, you know, we couldn't buy one. So I knew that he loved to give gifts. And so once we got married and he had paid off my credit cards, I went into gift mode. He used to wear raggedy shoes. He would wear, he would wear the best, the clothes on top. 
but you look. I didn't care those nothing feet, about shoes. He did not care about shoes. You know what they used to call me? From the, <laughs> they used to say I was sharp from the ankles up. That's what they used to say, Sam. I did not care nothing about, and now shoes is my thing. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. So, so I with my first bonus check, which I used to get big bonus checks. I said, "We're going. We're going to buy you." Every pair of shoes he wanted, I bought him every pair of shoes he wanted. I bought him, uh, um, it was, it looked like a mink coat, but it wasn't mink coat. Cobo Hall used to have a sale down there. I know y'all too young for this, that you could go and pick a coat and they would finance it right on the spot, take it home. And I did those things. So when he got into the situation with the losing the job, I didn't know a lot about God was speaking and showing us things. But I knew I, I was making a good move. It was almost like a good investment. So I told him I would take care of things until he got where he was going. And how long did you have to take care of him, though? Oh, that's a good question. Do I know that? Wasn't long. Huh? Not long, no. No. Because then no. I started Davis and Associates. Yeah, you started Davis and Associates. Um, Which was I a marketing, marketing right. PR firm in Southfield. I had my own office. Go ahead. Right. I married him on Friday and got hit by Lincoln Continental walking down the street on Monday. I and told so him, yeah, I yeah. Got, I got And I went to James Cleveland's funeral with her in the bed. I told him that right, story. <laughs> right. All of that. All of that. And uh, so I, I was I was out of the loop for a minute, but he was working. And then I took um, my money from my accident and opened the car wash. And then at the same time, we had Miss Jenny's um, kitchen. No, you went too fast because remember okay. I started working for Hoyt Owens. Oh, yeah, Hoyt was before. No, Hoyt was your client for Davis Hoyt, and Associates. Hoyt, Hoyt closed down Davis and Associates. He closed it down. Absolutely. Right. So mm -hmm. I started work. The man that you all just saw gave the million dollars of gas in Chicago, Willie Wilson. I went to work for him and his and his business associate for uh, a thing called the McDonald's Gospel Fest. And I traveled across the country with that uh, back in the 90s. And I would come home with what kind of checks, Pastor Kim? Oh, shoot. They were big checks. I don't remember what big was back then, but we, it helped us to do well. Five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar checks. Yeah. Yeah, yep. lump, lump yep. sums. Yep. And I did that for some, some while uh, right. until I start pastoring a little bit after, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we start we started we started pastoring in November. Um a church. And we had just got married with yeah. no foundation. I think that's one of the don'ts. Yeah. And and as I look at, at my thoughts for the before, I think we said everything that I, I would stress. Um getting married too fast is it's not something I recommend. Um we didn't learn as much as we should have about each other. We had little to no counseling. I know Bishop Corletta said she counseled us, but it couldn't have been but one session because we didn't have no counseling. And we were honest about our financial state. So those were the things that I thought about um, before we got married that I thought was worthy of mentioning today. Yeah, that's a don't. Um, yeah. Um, it, although it worked for 20 years, um, that's a don't. Uh, yeah. we joined, we joined the organization. Um, we moved to a bigger church in, in a few months, we joined another org, we joined an organization. We helped build that organization. 
she was my assistant. When did you retire? I want you to tell them that part. <laughs> we got married in 1991. Um, 1994, Micah was born, which I didn't think Unexpected. I would have any kids uh, more because he had two. I had two. Um, my kids were 17 and seven years old. And then here we go, you know, we have another one uh, in 10 years. So now um, at this stage in my life, I have a, um, I'm, I'm getting old now, but I think they're gonna be 48 years old, uh, 28 years old and 38 years old. And so I got pregnant with Micah for 94 and I was able to leave the job in 96. Yeah, she, she retired and uh, we we moved to, anyway, I, I want I want Candace and Angelica, I know they had some questions and we have other people that are up. If you all wanna ask us questions, I want to give a little history of, um, um, so, so, so wait a minute, before we go there, um, the blended family piece, when I came along, her son Derek was sixteen. Um, yeah, you might as well say. Yeah, well, sixteen or seventeen. Erica was six or seven. Yeah, I always say seven, so he must have been seventeen. So he was he was the king of the castle, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I had two sons already, and then we had Micah, and, and so me and Derek um did not see eye to eye in the beginning mm -hmm. so much so that we fought like fought fought mm -hmm. uh how how soon was that oh wow i don't i don't remember the time frame but it was early yeah it was early because we didn't have much trouble after that no we didn't have much trouble we didn't have much I, the, my jealousy rose up because her, her uh uh, Erica's daddy would come knocking at the door and Derek's daddy would come knocking at the door. Uh, I had a little issue with that, but I got over that fast. But we we didn't have that much of a problem with the blended family uh, piece. Uh, that was the only thing. After that, me and Derek were cool. Um, and he, start to, um, he, he started to come around and he, he would run the car wash and and uh help with the church and all that stuff um and so yeah that's the blended family piece uh i just saw our son come in greg uh, okay. come in the room yeah he's at the back bishop. Bishop, uh, I, I got a question for you bishop sure you have mentioned foundation a few times could you explain with now being where you are now what foundation really means at this stage in your life? Because I think a lot of people, they hear the word foundation, but there's no established thought process to what a foundation is. It's more than just money, it's more than just love. Could you explain to us? Because well, I'm well, I'm single again, so I, I, I need well, all I can get. Well, I think I think what you're seeing right now is foundation. My whole when the right one comes, peace. Um, you're sitting on the stage of something that's being built that was not in my eyes. It is through the pain of our divorce that I started. It's so funny because my friend Luther McKinstry sent me today uh, from 2015, just kind of um, 
just kind of releasing my thoughts from the whole aftermath of divorce. And it was even earlier than 2015 that I just started tweeting about when the right one comes. So you're looking at a foundation that I'm building from scratch because I was, I'm a bishop in the Lord's church, like for real, I'm, I'm a bishop for real. I'm a preacher for 36 years. I'm, you know, uh, second generation is skipped, skipped over my daddy, uh, from my grandfather, my daddy, my, my grandfather was my hero, preacher, pastor. Um, so when you talk about foundation, it is the building time. We didn't have building time. It's like building the, it's like getting, I'm gonna use this example. She'll remember this. It's like building a plane in the air. Right, right, Pastor Kim? I agree. Yeah, it was like, how do you build a plane in the air? It's already taken off. We already had taken off. Our life went so fast. That's why we say it was, she said it was risky. That's risky. You know, I tell y'all all the time, um, um, learn to know a person in all four seasons. How can they handle conflict? I, luckily, I had an older woman that was settled in she was like the the she was like the the stone like she was like the rock you know we gonna get through this I, I i can't tell you one time that i saw her just like worry then in the midst of it after we no we didn't tell this part as soon as we get married her mama was one of them that didn't want us to get married her mama told her what you know about him now her mama had known me forever too <laughs> would cook for uh, my pastor, sneak over there and cook for my pastors. And she got cancer. She gonna hate when I say this part. <laughs> we both say it, but it's cruel for me to say it, but God knew what he was doing. No, say that about my mama. <laughs> she said it every time. No, because it would have been hell. Her mama died, her, your mama died after what? Uh, she died uh, like four months after we got married. We got married in in February. She died in June. So on top of us uh, getting married fast, then her mama dies. She go I through get a hit by the car. She get hit by a car. <laughs> I I put in for a church. Hello, I get put in for I put in for a church. I get the church. We Sam, there's no foundation in that. I think I think for that first year or so, you should be getting to know each other. Yeah. Bishop, I think um, a lot of men, they don't understand the foundation even before the woman gets there because you got to have your credit together. You got to have your finances in order. You got to have consistency. And then when you come to her, she needs to represent the female counterpart of that. I see so many men, because I'm 53 years old, I see a lot of fellas out here, they fall in lust. And they think this is a good time to get married. So I don't, so I don't, the scripture says it's better to marry than to burn. No, you need to have yourself together because that foundation thing is blessing me because that's what was missing for me. I've been married four times. And as you said, the foundation was not there. One time yeah. I got married and it lasts 30 days. That, wow. that, and see with us, we never had time to lust because it was all, I mean, it was such business. I mean, we were both about the bit. Uh, you, you would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will say to him, um, and, and Bishop, you no, know, I got notes. Uh, that foundational piece is yes, relational, building that relationship, getting to know each other. 
But one of the things that we did as well, and I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I didn't add this piece. Um, we were honest about our financial state. He, we, neither of us had a foundation that our credit was wonderful and you know all of this, but we were honest about it. And then as soon as we got married, we set goals. We set uh, short mm. and long-term goals. And uh, I still got them. You got those goals that we set in 1990. That's foundational. It gives you yes. an idea of where you're trying to go. And when you get there, you know it because you set some goals, specific goals. So, so, so you got that, Sam? Sam? Yes, sir. I got that. I got that. That's what I need to hear. Stuff like that. That's real talk. So somebody said in the back chat, hello, Bishop. Pastor Kim is a very spoke, soft-spoken woman. Was she this way throughout your marriage? She exemplifies grace. What you hear now was the whole 20 years. The most I've seen her get upset is when her mama died and her and her sister got into it. <laughs> and maybe one or two other times. And it, it, all of our spiritual children that are in here they will tell you the same thing. The way she she never. I would you hear me getting all excited? That's we were the opposites like this, and she would just kind of rub her hands together, whatever. And she know when I was. <laughs> she's just like she is now. I, I wonder, do anybody on here that knows me consider me soft spoken? I don't know. I don't know if that describes me. Um, I don't know if I describe myself as soft-spoken. I'm not, I am calm. I am, I think I'm sensible and logical, um, but I don't know that I consider myself soft-spoken compared to you, I probably was. And back yeah. then, I was not as, as outspoken Marietta's as I up am here. now. Marietta, okay. she's, she's soft-spoken. <laughs> I agree with um, Pascal. First of all, everybody, I'm the first daughter. Let's get that out the way. Um, <laughs> Just made that clear. Um, I would say um, she's a quiet storm because I was at the church when they first um, um, pastored and I'll never forget, she came in, she had her uniform on, just looked peaceful, um, you know, like you would think peaceful and quiet. That woman grabbed that mic and I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, it, it was just like an explosion. But I would mm. say a a um, calm storm. She mm. um she had peace under control, or that she, mm. she yes yeah, she walked in a controlling. I mean, it's it's hard to explain, but um, a quiet storm is the best way that I can um yeah that I can. Say I like that, that daughter. I like that first so, daughter. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so Cassia says, and y'all can talk up. Y'all send me back chat. Do you think? Do you think the issue was y'all didn't have a foundation when y'all got married or that y'all didn't have time to build one due to being busy? All that. Oh, mm. I, I think I think all that. We didn't have time, wouldn't you say? I think we didn't have time. And, and just to throw in there uh, another piece about my life that just makes this whole thing even look more crazy. I got married the first time at 17. I, I was engaged at 16 and I had been, by the time Bishop got there, I had been divorced for years 
I got divorced at 19 years old. I'm now in my 30s. So I, I don't know that I even knew what, a, what laying a foundation for a relationship was back then. But then to do that and then jump into a marriage with a man at six weeks, oh my goodness, it's bizarre. Yeah, when you look back over it, CJ? Yeah, Bishop, so thanks for inviting me on the stage. Um, so through 20 something years, you all had the foundation, you struggled through some things, but you made it work up until it didn't work anymore. When did you know it wasn't working and why did y'all decide to divorce as opposed to maybe seek more counseling or think of it as just a bump in the road? What kind of walk us through how did you all come to the dissolution of the marriage? You want to go? Um, I got notes. So um, one of the, he I has notes out. for everything. <laughs> I, hey, this is how we work. I have no notes. None. I have notes. I have two pages of notes. Uh, one oh of the one she of the prepared writers, for this. Yes. Uh, and, and, and again, I know how to be spontaneous, but I, I wanted to um, make sure if I had an opportunity to say certain things and share certain things, I would. And I think some of these notes for that was the rights that we did during in terms of that marriage lasting for 20 years was we didn't say the D word. We didn't say the D word until the papers came in the mail. It, the divorce was never, there was never anything that came up in, I guess, the 18 or the 20 years that uh, we would say, you know what, I'm not doing this no more. He's crazy or whatever. So that's what made the divorce even more just like crazy. Um, but I think in my notes, I said, I say something to the effect that by the time we knew we were in trouble, we, it was too late. Um, trouble came just as fast as the whirlwind marriage came and the divorce came even faster. So we didn't even have time. We didn't get counseling. We didn't have time to process. Well, wait a minute, you know, and I don't spend my time um, saying it was him. I blame him. You know, I blame me. We didn't do that right. And we counseled one time, but by the time we got to that, uh, it, it with Bishop Martin and 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 she's being nice as she always does with me. But I had kind of made up my mind um, where I see the breakdown. Um, CJ was, and I talk about it often on here. The terms and the terms of conditions change, and we didn't address it. We had been used to doing everything together. And then comes, uh, we, I, we, 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 we were pastoring um, in Morgan City, Louisiana. We had started churches there. The hurricane came. We started pastoring in, Del, in um, oh my God, um, Ebenezer Baptist in mm -hmm. Downingtown. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Donald Morton's, I thought he would be uh, Donald Morton's mother, um, asked uh, 
us to take over her church. She was going to retire. So, of course, to our organization, Josh is in here, he would know one church, two locations, one church, two states was not out of the ordinary for us because our bishop had three or four churches, four or five churches. Everybody had a couple of churches. We had we had we had three churches at one time in 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 in, in Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, Morgan City and Homer. Then we started Thibodeau. Josh, you know all in places. Um, so that wasn't uncommon, but we were used to doing it together. And then came uh, where I had to take over because Tabernacle in Delaware was growing by leaps and bounds. Then I made her the pastor of Ebenezer and I became the bishop or she was the co-pastor. I don't know how it was, she was the pastor. And then I was the pastor of Tabernacle. And, and so we weren't together anymore. Then comes the word network. She had no desire for television, but she knew this was something that we had been praying for because she she would always support. She she it was like pinky in the brains. I'm pinky, she she's she's the brain. No, well, no, I'm 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 the one. I'm the one that came up with the, with the ideas and she would make sure they were executed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's where the turn began. We just got so busy that we, it wasn't the same. We, we had two or three homes. The main home was Pennsylvania. I see our daughter Erica came in. Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody could bring hey, her Erica. up. Erica and Greg, if they're still here, y'all can bring them up. Um, um, I just think that we, I think that the terms and condition changed and we didn't talk about it. You know, how I, I, I always use in here that, and Josh, we, we talk about it, that, you know, PayPal and everybody sends terms and condition and you have to sign and say, you understand the new term. We never sat down and talked about that. And, you know, and, and I got my, I got my part too. Okay. Let me finish. And then okay. my grandfather dies, you know, in the middle of that. And, 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 I think, and then I start taking care of his church. Mm -hmm. I start doing Bible class. That so we have, we have, we have, uh, we have, um, we have uh, uh, Ebenezer. We have Tabernacle, and then I'm flying in the Word Network every every week. I'm doing Bible class at my grandfather's. Mm -hmm. I have a loft in Detroit. Mm -hmm. I have a place in Delaware. I have a place. We have the house, the big house in 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 um, in uh, uh, Pennsylvania. And I just think that the terms and condition changed and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't stop. We was having big conferences. People was coming in from all over the world to Delaware, literally for conference. She preached that full gospel and forgive me for saying it this way, CJ, but preachers, she killed it. I mean, killed it. Now she's traveling. She preaching at churches. I wasn't preaching at. I mean, so I, that's my version of it. She may have a different version. Yeah, yeah I found my notes for my part, okay. my part. I, um, <laughs> that's more his part. Um, one of the things, and, and we still do it now, I realized I turned 50 when things began to change. And when you turn 50, the lights come on even the more. And I realized, I didn't realize it then, um, but that we never even called each other by the first name. I never uh -uh. called him Greg. Uh -uh. He's never called me Kim. Uh -uh. And consequently, 
when I turned 50 was when I discovered there is somebody named Kim that lives in here and she has no title. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. not Pastor Kim. Mm -hmm. There is a Kim. And there's mm -hmm. probably a Greg over there, but I don't know him. Mm -hmm. And so we never, Greg and Kim just sat in the back of the car while we did all, Pastor Kim, the Bishop Davis did all this stuff Ooh, for 20 that's years. Good. And now I look in the back and I'm like, who is that? And Kim has been here ever since. And it's kind of unfortunate um, that we didn't know. We just thought that super spirituality. And our kids used to tell us, I said, you can't, I can't call him Greg. Why not, mama? Oh, that's sacrilegious. We were so spiritual, we didn't know. We didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So, you know, that that was my part. And don't y'all be running around here calling your husband pastor and, and you call it. it's crazy. We just didn't know no better. We, we didn't know. Because it it I mean, we heard Bishop Morton calling Pastor D, Pastor D. Well, he would call it D every now and then, but he would call it Pastor D. And she would call him Bishop. I, I mean, a few times we heard him call it. She called him Paul. I don't think, I don't, yeah. So we, yeah. So can I ask a follow-up then? Um, uh, Bishop Kim, in particular, your your statement about discovering or rediscovering yourself as Kim and maybe there's Greg. What was the decision not to court each other afresh to get to know Kim and Greg as a couple? What? Why not? Why not go that way? Why decide? You know what? Let's just end it. No, well, I figured. I tried to share it with him. I didn't know how to share. It. You know, uh, this is some new thing. I tried to share, and I felt like he just kind of like I don't know what you talk about. And I had, I had, I had to be honest. I had, I had, um, I had, I had clocked out. See, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a crazy Gemini, and when I'm done, I'm done. Unfortunately. I'm, wow. I'm, I, Rhodes, I'm gonna take my part, cause even and on said e that. Yeah, even on that. even on the call, yeah, I'm gonna take my part. Even on the call with Bishop Morton, you know, he was they was mad at me. You 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 just giving up. You just giving up. You just yeah. I was I had clocked out. The success. If you ever watch American Gangster, CJ, it says uh, Pastor Rowe, it says success is trying to kill me. Success. The success of it all, we were successful. And the success of it all, it just carried the wave of it, just carried and carried until one one night. I don't even know if she wanted me to tell this, but we out here now. We were in the, I mean, we had people from all over the country. We land up in the Sheraton Suites in Delaware. She wakes up, if you don't want me, just let me, just tell me. I was punching him with my fist too. You were? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Sybil done walked in here. <laughs> I need to call the elders that's here for the conference. Yeah. And then I knew then, I mean, but I had already, I had, I mean, I was so into what, I mean, we had always just been into what we were doing. We had offices next to each other at home and at church. And when I kept firing people, because I was good at doing, I was called the hatchet man in full gospel role. When I kept firing people, Bishop Morton said, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make Pastor Kim your assistant. So she was working as my assistant. We was running the fellowship, the field, getting paid for it, had offices. 
That is closure, Mike. And he got that is got his picture of you and him on, on there. Um, he's such a front. Uh, 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 yeah. So so so. To be honest with you, I had already left the building, and I'm I'm gonna always y'all y'all know I'm transparent. I tell my part. So I had I had left the building, and, and I would not advise that. Do, looking back over it, I wouldn't advise it. But by that time. I would come in on Saturday from the Word Network, and I'll never forget this. I don't know the little city by, um, uh, by the house, but we went to this little restaurant, and she had black. Then I think it was blackberries. She had her phone out. I had my phone out. We weren't talking to each other at all. Mm-hmm. Only about kids and what was mm-hmm. going on at the church. We had nothing else to talk about. And I that had was, that on my list that we mm-hmm. began to let technology dominate. I remember getting mad at him because he would take calls in the middle of a lunch date and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I can get a Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> so and I hope these, we helping y'all. Yeah, these are the things that you need to hear so that you won't let yours. We paid the price so that you don't have to pay mm-hmm. it. And that's why we want to do it. And that's why at, at, we're gonna go for another hour because she go to bed early. Um, um, did that answer you, Rhodes? Yes, sir. In fact, um, the last little piece, especially, um, y'all, but you clocked out, but there was the lack of intimacy, the lack of friendship by the time you all started to discover yourselves anew. And so it was kind of like, it's hard for y'all to repair something because you basically had in a certain way, you've been divorced before the papers were filed. Yeah, right. and, and let, let me share this part too. Um, um, even got to the place that she, did, she didn't even want the stuff that I was buying because anything she thought she wanted, she was the type of woman that I never forget, we was going to the inauguration and I was in Saks or somewhere and I was gonna buy this dress, right? I'm not gonna even tell you how much it costs. And she like, I don't want that. <laughs> she would turn stuff down. I mean, she didn't want another. She didn't want another bag because she had every bag. It was Louis Vuitton. Everything. The ideal was I bought her 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 fancy clothes, and she brought her everyday clothes. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. Matter of fact, she's still spoiled anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's still spoiled, y'all. She's still mm-hmm. spoiled. And um, so she got to the place that she didn't want that. She wanted me, you know. And I was, I was on a roller coaster. I was on a roller coaster. Yeah. All right, Candice, Angelica. Yeah. Um, well, before Candice come, because she, Candice, the writer has been writing. Um, it's a question in the side chat that actually pertains to this vein. Um, someone asks, um, what are the signs um, of when someone is about to check out? Hmm. I think distance would be one, I think. Lack of communication, that communication, quality communication starts to die. Because again, this guy was my best friend too. And now we're not talking as friends. We're not talking as as colleagues. We're not talking as pastors and none of it. We didn't talk to Kim and Greg in the first place. So when that communication starts to wane, once you lose that, it's hard to catch back up, man. Yeah. That that's before intimacy. Right. 
All right, we see some of our family in here. Sharice is in here. Uh, daughter Marlinda's down there. She refused to coming up. My son and our son in love. Uh, Erica's husband is down there. I asked for him to come up. On stage, we have um, uh, Greg is on here. Uh, he's the one with the rock. Uh, Erica is on here. Our spiritual children are in the room. I see them giving comments. And uh, my, 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 my friend, uh, Prophet McKinstry, is here and others. Uh, did you have something, Angelica, before Candace come? It's one more question in the side chat. It, um, can the marriage be saved if you had acknowledged the checkout? Is that for me? I'll let, I'll let him answer that. Absolutely. And 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 I had not really processed, but looking back, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 could have it could have been. Yeah, because I mean I didn't want to answer that, um, because he he was he was more the checker outer, and I would have I would have did whatever I needed to do. That's just the kind of person I am, and it had never occurred to me in those twenty years that that would even happen and so when it did you gotta watch the signs y'all yeah you got you gotta watch it you can get so caught up in what you're doing yeah because success grabbed us i mean i was the first state overseer and i and as i look back over all these firsts i wouldn't have did none of them if I had to do all over again, I wouldn't do none of it. I probably wouldn't do none of it. I probably wouldn't have did none of it. Even become a bishop at, how old was I? 29. I was 29 years old. A real bishop. I had 70, 80 churches under me. And we had just only been married a couple of, a, a few years pastoring, moved in a big building on the boulevard in Gratiot in Detroit. Those of you that are Detroit is Katrina. We had that, my pastor tells me now, we had that corner jumping. He remembers, he was younger. And we, you name it, we did it. And if I had it to do all over again, I probably wouldn't, although we were successful. Mm -hmm. we and we both enjoyed it. You yeah, know, I enjoyed the that the whole ride. It's it's just when you got to that part right there, that's the area that that we needed to just make some adjustments, make some changes, communicate, um, and and we didn't. And we saw people that were married longer than us, and we imitated them. Now, yeah, be honest about that. We in in a lot of stuff that we did, and. They they had some skin in the game before us, and a lot of us did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They started divorcing too. You know, those people started divorcing that had been married for years. And and another piece for me is, um, and I don't know how what the age range is out here, but when you get to that fifty stage, when you get to that sixty stage, the change of life, um, even physically. In, um, psychologically and all of that for women, for men, the midlife crises, all of those kinds of things 
they play a role in, in causing that marriage to change. Empty nest syndrome, they affect the marriage. And once the kids are gone, we only have one more kid in the house, 16, and, and those kids are gone. Now you're looking at each other. Uh, what he said earlier, you got to renegotiate the contract. You got to say, well, wait a minute. Things have changed. We got to make some changes here. So um, even when you're young and you marry somebody that's much older, you got to plan that in that that older person, they're going to get to another level of life that you're not going to be at as a mm -hmm. younger person. Mm -hmm. And physically, you still going to be wanting to do this and they're going to be old or vice versa. So you got to take all this into consideration, not to say not to do it, but you got to take all of it into consideration because life just keep on going. And I, I missed a lot of trips out of the country because um, after 9-11, she was like, I ain't going on no plane, going no across no country. Mm -hmm. I remember I paid deposits for Africa and Israel. And um, she's right. You start, um, you start th seeing things from a different vantage point and, you know, the change of life. Don't nobody tell men about when a woman is going through the change of life. Mm-mm. We don't know nothing. Hell, y'all, y'all, younger men. <laughs> yeah, it's something else. You hear me? And we don't know nothing about the men's change. We mm -hmm. don't know anything about it till it starts happening. Mm -hmm. Nobody talked to us about this stuff. She said that, and I don't know if I've ever told her this. We had our exit interviews then, and we talked about this a little bit before. And then Candace coming in the kitchen. And I left, and when I left there, I looked in the rearview mirror and I said to myself that, that I was gonna live life different. And so she, she told the story about, you know, Kim. And at that point, something clicked in me too, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live differently. And um, uh, I, I have, you know, uh, and the older I get, the more selfish I get now. So that's another whole story. Candace. All right. This has been really great uh, conversation. I got a few questions that I think people would want the answers to. Um, but if they get too spicy, y'all just rebuke me. So, and, then, and then what we'll do after you, we're going to open it up to everybody and then we'll, we'll, we'll close. Right. Go ahead. They go in a sequence. So... Okay. This one first is for you, uh, Pastor Kim. So just doing a playoff of uh, the title of the room, what was your favorite part of marriage, the beginning, middle, or the end? Oh, wow. Certainly not the end. Oh, the beginning was as good as the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Candace asks say, these kind of questions. Go ahead. I would say... I would say I would say the middle because we had time to at least build something. You know, that beginning, while it was a whirlwind, it didn't have substance. And and it was just God that made it last to get to the middle. So I would have to say the middle. Okay. Would you say that was the hardest part of uh, the marriage too? It was the best, right? You yep. Said the best? So that was the best. Yeah. Would you say the middle is the yeah. hardest part as well, or the uh, beginning or the end is the hardest? Um, the end, when you're talking about it coming to mm -hmm. an end, and even, uh, um, I don't know. I, I I wonder if maybe the end is is hardest also because of those things I just mentioned about 
um, change of life, you know, uh, uh, change of life affects all of that intimacy, emotions, strength, um, memory, all of these things that begin to decline. Um, and, and the end of life, nobody even told us about aging. It's hard. No, 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 that was great. Bishop, I didn't know if you wanted to answer, if you wanted me to go I agree, on. I agree. I agree with the, the, the middle. The middle was, was, the middle was amazing. Yeah. I think ditto. Okay. So I know that you all have a, a great friendship. So these are just some friendship questions. Uh, feel free to skip over them. Uh, do you think exes should go to each other's weddings or be a part of, you know, big moments in each other's lives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or officiate like because we do the do's and don'ts of dating and so we've talked about when you have a friendship um with a significant other just what are those boundaries that people should well, be aware of well let me start well, let me start well, i don't want to go to his wedding yeah i, I want to go to that yeah I, I same same here i think there are boundaries like we like I I don't go to her birthday party and stuff like that. I wish her happy birthday, maybe even send her something. But I think there are boundaries of being friends after divorce. Uh, because you don't want to make it uncomfortable if they have somebody else. Okay, number one. Number two, I do think that I'm I'm going because we are both a part of the the movement, full gospel Baptist Church Fellowship. We have built it. She is getting ready to become a bishop in the movement. And I will be right there because that hey, is a part, huh? That is a part of our history together. Mm -hmm. And I feel nobody is more deserving than her. Weddings, personal stuff, you infringe on people. You know, I'm not with that thing that we all just sit around and, and Christmas. I know some people do that, but that's not where we are. We're further than a lot of people, but we're not there. Um, so, yeah, that's mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't want to do all. There that. are boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, I guess I can't say this, but okay. <laughs> yeah. That was that was good. Uh, Pastor Kill, you are doing great. So there is a popular thing that people are doing uh, when they break up, or um, if they have a good friend, and it is called a safety spouse. And mm. so safety spouses are basically just that person. If in 20 years from now, 10 years from now, things don't work out, you guys just, just have an understanding. You know what? Why not? Let's just be companions. Do you think that that is wise? Uh, do you think that, um, hey, you know, your safety spouse is on stage like what do you think about people uh deciding to go that route uh, because it, it seems like it's difficult to get married and for a lot of people um, they feel it's difficult to remain married mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well with our situation I'm gonna, I'm gonna combine this with the one last thought i wanted to make um he said i'm spoiled i am spoiled um having been in a relationship um where someone understood your love languages maybe not totally but it spoil me and so it's hard for me in relationships 
now because I, I have a certain set of standards. So I had to throw throw that in. And Y'all hear that? <laughs> I put the bar high. He said a high bar. So I, I tell my son, I think I've, I've joked to him about this, that since it's hard for anybody to meet the bar, I would figure that maybe I would have to be 85 and he, that would make him 80 if we decided to do this safety spouse thing and just get us two rocking chairs. That's right. And just rock. <laughs> we can't do nothing else in the first place. That's about the best thing I could say we would do. I love it. And I and, and that that look, that's what the people are doing. The daughters and the sons, they have She said eighty and eighty five. Eighty five. That's and right. 80. And she said just to, and you're gonna rock. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It would and y'all would uh be able to come up with good content um for us uh to share and give us that perspective as well. Cause we're waiting for somebody to testify about the uh, safety spouse. So do do you think that when marriages um do you think that being married and then uh, you know unfortunately when it comes to an end do you think it leaves a poor taste in your mouth like does it make you say you know what maybe and I know you said he set the bar high so do you think it you'll never get married again do you ever think about like who would be your next mm. um we've been divorced since 2011 and i have evolved through those thoughts i have thought that i would and um now at 65 with my medicare card i do (laughs) not think that i will now you should never say never um i no longer want to to make adjustments i'm if they say old people set in their ways i'm setting my ways i feel good about me I'm at peace. Um, I'm I'm not, you know, hot to trot, if you will. Um, And so I don't don't think that at this stage, I even want to do that again. I also want to, um, you have to be thinking about when you get to be my age, uh, one of y'all is going to decline and have to take care of another one unless something suddenly happens. And you have to ask yourself, are you emotionally prepared um, to take care of that person? Are you emotionally prepared to want somebody that you call yourself falling in love with at 65 to now have to take care of you and change diapers and that kind of thing? Because that's what you need to be willing to do. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with somebody that I have um, put in time. I'm not trying to get married in three, four, five, six, ten years later. Now I have to, you know, make all these kind of adjustments. So I'm thinking not. Okay, thinking not. And then last question, and I'll let some others jump in. Um, for those who uh and, and Bishop, you uh, can answer this one too if you like, but you know, Pastor Kim, we don't get to have her on here often. <laughs> so we we're gonna uh lean lean over there. So how soon do you think people should date after a divorce? Not soon. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can put a time frame to it because divorce is like a death and death requires a grieving process. And for you to jump in and, and you're, you're not healed 
You haven't allowed grieving time um, to jump in to a marriage. And it's, it's just not a good idea. It's usually a rebound. Okay. And, and you know what? They, you know, this generation, Pastor Kim, I, I kind of feel like they love their rebounds, but I, I love, love, love everything that you said. I know some others wanted to jump in with questions. We got, I got a couple more spicy ones at the end. And I want to invite anybody that wants to come up to come up now. Cause we, we, we're, we're going to only go until top of the hour if that long. Um, because this is good. I am overwhelmed by how many people are in here. Uh, it is like, I, like, wow. Uh, I just asked her to do this this past weekend when we were together. This is long overdue. So if you want to come up, Angelica will bring you up. If you have questions, um, um, please come in the queue and they bring anybody on stage have questions for us. She said they love the rebounds. Is that what she said? Listen, they they don't. <laughs> Pastor Kim, I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna give some other people oh a chance because I'm I'm getting all the tea. I don't know why they. You know, uh, pa uh, Prophet Claiborne had a room and they talked about, uh, you know, healing. Um, does love heal or hurt? And a, a lot of people, I think, um, you know, want a rehabilitation center and not um. Yeah, but but that was that's a whole nother room. But I know others. If you're in the in the audience and you want to come on up, come on mm. up, or else I'm gonna go to my my second list of questions. I'm like you, Pastor Kim. I got notes. That's interesting. No, I, Angelica, go ahead and ask the question that you had. I didn't. I don't see the question. Oh, it was a question from the side chat. Um, it the question read. I wonder. Well, I wonder how the kids handle all of this, given how public the relationship was is. Erica, great. I, I can answer. Can y'all hear Erica, me? Erica, yep. on here too. All of them on here. Where Derek? I don't see Mike. I see Derek. I don't see Micah. Derek, raise your hand. Do you know how to raise your hand? I don't know. I didn't know. He, he probably was don't. <laughs> Where's he at? At the bottom? Uh, He's up near the top of what I'm looking like, row six. What's his last name? I can pull him up. It's just Derek, and he has his two books on, as a picture. It's blue. Are you guys able to hear me? I hear you, Erica. Oh, I see him. Um, okay. I'll, I'll talk about how it was for me. Um, like Mom said, a divorce is uh, it's a loss. It's, it's like a death. And so for me, Dad was around from the time I was in first grade until I was you know, I'd had a baby and everything. I was a full grown adult. And so for me, it was, I won't say traumatizing, but it was definitely a life shift and um, it was hard. And so I noticed that it impacted me and how I was operating in my own marriage. So I just carried my own self to therapy for my own stuff. In addition to that, you know, just, just to kind of, you know, get myself together. And um, with it being public, that was a little rough. Uh, but I will say that my parents are very, like, honest and transparent. They're not just doing this for, you know, Clubhouse or for the gram. So we had some rough conversations. Me and my daddy, we got mad at each other for a little bit. And then he was like, okay, I'm sorry. Let's figure this out, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it was rough. Um, we had some some tough conversations, you know. But I feel like I got what I needed because I wanted to learn from their mistakes since they was telling me what it was, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So, 
that's that's how it worked for me. That's good. And and I would like to just say we have amazing kids. We have some amazing kids. And I think what we went through and I pray that it helped them to even become more amazing. Thanks, man. So I just wanted to ask Pastor Kim and uh, Bishop Greg, or our, Bishop Bishop Kim, or Bishop, both Bishop Gregs. Um, <laughs> Hold on, Dr. Barbie. Hold on one second. One second. Um, okay. the, hey, Derek, if you don't know how to come up, um, I sent you a request. I'm going to send it again. And you accept the request because I know you don't be on it that much. Go ahead, Dr. Barbie. Is that you? Yeah, I was going to ask um, at the end of your marriage, right? What do you think you could have done better to to make it work if you wanted it to work? What what are some tools you probably could have used to make it last? For me, it was counseling, a mediator, someone to talk us through. But again, he he is he's been honest about he had checked out, so. You know, counseling would only help. I, I I got one counseling session, and that one counseling session helped me. And um, she she started out saying, "No, it was two. In that first session, she said, "Do you want your marriage to work?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, "Then I want you to go back and begin to try and make your your marriage a safe space for him to come." In other words. When he comes home now, I'm gonna stop getting my Blackberry out. I'm gonna stop trying to act like you don't make a difference either or whatever. You know, I am going to try and make it like what he used to like to come home to in the past. And when I thought I was doing that and it still didn't work, then I went on and checked out too. But that one counseling session just helping me to process my thoughts of what I thought was going on. And um, I, I believe that if both of you are willing to do that, it'll help you to uncover some things that maybe you don't, you didn't realize if we do that, we might have a chance. So to me, if I was to narrow it down for one thing, it would be the counseling. Yeah, um, my personality, and she can tell you this better than anybody, once I've moved on, that's from anything. Um, uh, project, church, anything. True. I check out. That's just my personality. And unfortunately, uh, all transparency, I did the same thing with the marriage. So I, I, I wanted to say that earlier. Um, I checked out. I, 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 it didn't make no difference what she would have done. I, I checked out. So I take, you, you know, I always say about relationships, it, it, both parties have their part. My part in this whole thing, CJ Rose, was I allowed it to get out of control. Men want to be in charge when it's good, but we have to be in charge when it's bad to say, okay, all right, I ain't Bishop Morton. I ain't none of these other folk. Mm -hmm. I need to stay my tail at home, I almost said something else. I need to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need to stay my tail at home. We need to work on our church, work on us, 
um, you know, but when the word network came, it was it was a wrap. When TV came, period, it was a wrap because we had no con we had common interests in the churches, and and when we took Tabernacle, it, it, I mean, it it just took off. And let me tell you something: some of these people tell you they're in the room. It's so easy to to hide behind all that you're doing and people don't even know that you're miserable mm -hmm. because half the time no, that was, yeah. preach bishop preach we 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 getting picked up we going to church but they don't even know that we coming from separate places or or you know i mean we ride we ain't even riding church together because our schedule is it's when success is killing you mm -hmm. and nobody knows it because mm -hmm. you're going through the motions like everything is all right. You ain't even talking to each other, nothing but about the timeline and the next conference and the next revival and the next women's and the next <laughs> this and the next that. You ain't talking about each other. Oh, by the way, Micah got a dance. Mm -hmm. And, and I, Daddy, can I chime in? When you done? Who's that? Erica. Erica. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. And 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 hopefully I get off the plane because she always covered for me. I get off the plane. And by the time I get through dancing, I got flowers. Hey, baby, you was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She took care of the family. I was on planes. The kids thought that the plane was daddy. Oh, look, daddy's up there. Greg, did nobody ask you to shake your mic for the first time? I want Erica I want Erica to talk, and then I want Greg to talk in there because I want to go back to the to because all of them didn't get a chance to talk if they want to talk. Go ahead, Erica. I was going to say, so, you know, y'all mentioned, you know, you had counsel from like your leaders and different stuff like that. And my premarital counseling was through church. And I just want to say, too, that I think that church people, at least in black church, we seek out counsel through our pastors and leadership. And they're they have experience and wisdom, but I don't feel like they're always qualified to walk us through that stuff. And mm -hmm. it hurts us because they don't cover everything. And so quiet guys and so now that I'm a you know like five minutes from being a licensed counselor I'm seeing all the things that we didn't cover in my premarital counseling and then I can only imagine as great of people as your leaders may have been the things they didn't cover but I feel like if you're going to go to counseling you need somebody who don't care nothing about who you are they don't know you they don't have a dog in the fight they don't care about the organization they just trying to help y'all you know what I'm saying and I think that's another thing that we do in black church that kind of steers us wrong we go straight to our pastors for counsel and they're not qualified all the time and erica speaking from um what's your title what you doing now uh marriage and family therapy yeah so this is the therapist of our family mm -hmm. i agree totally she, too because she's the, always the one who was counseling me she was a church person yeah, and it was time. it just wasn't a good thing and got on the plane and told all your business to me. Anyway. Right. <laughs> wow. To lose right. her license. Right. To right. lose her license. Jeopardize her license. Yeah. 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 Told me that, everything that was a lawsuit life. for you, uh, Bishop um, Greg. I, I know. We know. And, but, but, and I, 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 I agree that um, even when I do marriage counseling now, I like to, when, especially if I see some red flags, recommend that professional therapy as well. And I get accused of not being spiritual, but you need both many times. All right, uh, Greg, did you want to talk? 
Oh, uh, yeah, that, the marriage was one of the um, best points of my life, I think, as one of the children, as we all have probably stated at one point in time. Um, yeah, th- that marriage was, I think, the foundation for a lot of my life in general. You know what I mean? Like, I know it didn't work, but that was the only that was the only thing that I had as a um, son watching a father in a marriage, you know, and just so happens if everybody doesn't know pastor kim is not my biological mama but that's my bi- that's my mama you know that's my marriage, boy that's that's my mama so <laughs> the marriage between my biological mother and my father didn't work out i didn't get to see that you know it happened it's, it was done before i was like five so being able to watch literally she has been in my life since i was five years old you know what i mean so watching them growing up was my only family i would go from being a single parent you know with my mom just bored by myself to being in an actual family and watching a man take care of his 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 family and you know watching a mother and the real aspect of like having a home you know so for me the marriage separation um I handled it a little differently than everybody else I blamed my dad because I loved my stepmom so much I actually blamed <laughs> I actually blamed my dad and I was I used to oh my god I put dad through so much drama um, but you know, as the as the child, I was just you know looking at it like, hey, my life. This is my life. This is all I know. You know, this is the only security and foundation that I have. So for it to be broken up, I was, I went through it. You know, I went through what I went through. Um, I didn't lose love for either party because that's my dad. You know, but I was mad at my dad. You know, and I still, I still love my stepmama like it never happened. I try to like our family unit is so locked in that we just act like it didn't happen we don't talk about it too much we just you know they do the family meetings and all we we just we still a family you know what i mean so i don't know anybody else and i don't really want to know anybody else (laughs) i'm content with her being my mom and you know my dad is always going to be who he is you know he's who he is with the ministry and all of that but just watching him be a dad was cool for a while you know just coming home fussing and Mama will put you on punishment for listening to juveniles, so don't listen to any R and B or <laughs> or rap in the house because it's over with. <laughs> but but yeah, that was that was my experience with it. Um, you know, they have done great, I think, as being co parents and just just still being friends over the years. To go through a marriage for twenty years and then divorce and still be like, you know, the person that you can count on is awesome. You know, I'm divorced myself. Um, so you know, it's not often that you find that they can still be cordial and still be friends to the level and extent that they are friends. And like, I don't know if they even know they divorced. <laughs> that is funny. Let, let, let me let me say this too, Greg. Even when he talks about um, it's still a unit, and and there's no, you know, there there's no. We we've never went back and and tried to date none of that but we put what was first and that was our kid she asked me to do one thing um and that was to put micah through that's our baby she's not only she's in new york living her best life tonight um um she asked me to put her through college that was that was the only thing on the divorce put her through college um and i sent her to michigan state and and at the end of it she 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 called me and said you did exceedingly above what I asked you to do. And that meant a whole lot. But even when I messed up over a year ago, um, it was this, it was this family structure the, the, that we have 
I got on a conference call with all them. She was one of the first ones to call. With, call I called, probably the first, next to Bishop Morton. And she prayed with me and she said, but what are you doing? What do you be thinking? Not in the, you know, it was like, nigga, what's up? What are you thinking? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was more like that. And we, we scheduled a call with the family and all of them was mad at me because I didn't tell them anything, kept it to myself, held it in for uh, two years. And, you know, they was like, how could you do that? And you've been here for all of us. So when I say we have a solid structure, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bishop, I have a question from um, the audience too, but you guys really said something that really struck for me because it made me think of my own marriage and, you know, where we are now. So it's, this is a really, really important question for me. With you being busy and taking on so much, right? You were basically becoming super successful um, at where you were, right? And was taking on, you know, taking care of the family. How in a position, you know, speaking to a younger married couple, you know, with them, you know, growing, moving more to success, how can they basically take a, a moment to stop and just continue to still love on one another, but still build success? Like, do you think that is still possible? Like from how you described in your marriage? I I, I, I do think it's possible, but go ahead, Pesquim. Uh, I do as well. Um, one of the things in my notes I had um, was most of those years, and, and Bishop had to learn it, we took time for each other. We took time for those kids. We took time to break away. But once we, we stopped doing that, once things started to, to get, you know, messed up, we, of course, didn't do it anymore. And then the kids were a little more grown and things like that. But you just have to be intentional about taking that time away from the things that are going on. And now we seem to be busier than ever before. This, this life now is just crazy. But if you don't do that, you're going to suffer later. So we did do it most of that marriage time. And it's necessary. It's required. You got to do it. You got to take time for each other. You got to take time for those kids. And again, um, the question was of this night, what we did wrong and what we did right. Those kids, we did that right. We have amazing kids. They're yeah. not stepkids. They're not half kids. They're not any of that. Those kids are decent, good human beings, even with their faults. Yeah. And have picked up a little bit of all of us, uh, above, of both of us, they're successful and they're all right. I think Greg got 10 jobs. I don't know if he's sleeping. I'd be watching. He got 10 jobs. I'm Erica, at work right now, Bishop. I am a socialist. I'm at work right now. Right now. <laughs> See what I mean? He, 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 he'd be working at, at the corner store, too, in between. But but uh, Erica's husband, who's in here, I, I don't know. I think, that, yeah, Deontay's here. He could have came up. Um, same thing they're successful they just built a house from the ground up in in texas i mean they're successful i don't know what deontay make now he make more than me probably um i mean uh derek same same thing i mean derek was my road dog um uh he he just bought a food truck um named it after his grandmama and his mama he's an excellent cook i mean all uh, my son javon who's not here 
he got two or three businesses. Everybody is doing something. Except Micah uh, just hosted her first, co-hosted her first event for Afrotech. She's an executive uh, with a staff. She's 28. I mean, everybody, 27, everybody is doing something. Derek didn't get a chance to, uh, this is the oldest, the one we fought in the beginning. <laughs> you see, he promoting his new book on here. Go ahead, Derek. You're not open the mic. Nope. Derek. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I didn't have nothing, nothing to say. I just, um, I think my process just helped me get closer to God, even though being in church all my life. So that, that kind of helped me analyze myself and everything. And it just really helped me build a closer relationship with God. And, and, and I think, um, thank you, Derek. I think, I think too, our, our marriage helped them, but our divorce also hurt them because they went through their own uh, divorce and, and challenges too. So you have to watch that too, because it, it's, it, 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 it's passed down. It's generational blessings and it's curses. So there are, it's just not as easy as we're making it sound. There was, there was a lot of um, uh, casualties along the way. Yeah, there was a lot of casualties. You you're hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing the good sides, but there was there was casualties. There was casualties uh, along the way through our children that they 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 navigated through. Um, and so when you're thinking about your your um, your moves, there's a death that occurs. That best Kim said, uh, but you know even with your kids. Um, it affects them. Um, so just, just think about that, you know, the, the way to handle it, if it just can't work, uh, right. just, just, just think about the way we planned and sat down and talked to Micah when we told, when we told her we was going to, you know, get a divorce. We were concerned about her cause she was the baby girl. You know, she's a lot like me in a lot of ways. After we got through telling, she cried on the couch and she said, we still going shopping after <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it still has it. I could see it on her. It still had effect. Um, we are about 20 minutes away um, uh, from uh, closing because I, I didn't want to keep her, you know, I could go on and on. Um, but Michelle is here and um, uh, D'Angelo and others who came up to ask questions uh pastor carlton joined us and so if you have questions any of our mods anybody in the audience we're going to end this by praying for you uh tonight um i'm you know pastor kim is the prayer warrior of the family and i want her to end this in prayer for you and your relationships your marriages wherever you are um because we do both heal when the right one comes all right um, we're going to end it. We're going to end it like that. This is like a masterclass. Um, and I'm going to even challenge you, uh, nothing big. I'm going to challenge you to give because it's like a masterclass and I want to bless her, uh, for taking her time because she didn't have to do that. And so we're not going to do that yet, but, um, uh, I want, uh, Michelle, are you there? Yes, sir. God bless. Thank you so much. 
I am, I'm just so blessed by the conversation. Pastor Kim, God bless, love you so, so much. I, I, I have enjoyed tonight immensely. Um, I have the testimony of uh, going through a divorce, same number of years from the same town at the same time. So hearing your conversation on tonight has just been encouraging. It's been a blessing. Uh, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with the collateral damage. And I guess uh, many of my questions have already been answered, but my one question would be um, the church. And uh, did they ever recognize, as you stated, you were having great public success. Did they ever recognize the demise and the things that were going on in the marriage? And was it ever addressed from leadership? Uh, you can go first and I'll, I'll come back. Um, I, I think there was maybe a year and a half, two years when things were declining and I made, I can only speak for me. I made the decision for the sake of my children, for the sake of the church, churches to be a silent sufferer during those years. And I don't think anybody knew what was going on until we walked in and well he walked in and we just we made the announcement uh to the church churches consequently there's still to this day um occasionally i would have uh, one of the members in one of the churches or even if they're not at the church anymore to say um i'm still mad at bishop or i'm still hurt from what happened, you know, and I have to still do some uh, damage control, you know, for that situation. And then uh, most of them uh, being able to see us as we are now, that brought a, a tremendous amount of healing. But also, yes, there were casualties. There were people who couldn't handle it to the point that they left church and they never came back. I'm not talking about our church, but they, they left church and never came back and all we can do is you know pray and hope that um our um frailty did not cause them to just lose out you know for their whole life that they will find their way back but yeah it was it was hard uh for the churches as well um you know, some of our uh, spiritual children here, I know Marietta wanted to have something to say. I don't know if June is still here, but um, they want to say something the way they felt, even though, you know, they wasn't physically there with us. I mean, this is still some of our sons and daughters. Um, yeah, and Deontay is there. He's, he's a therapist as well. So I'm, I know them therapists be loaded. So I don't know if he wanted to say something. He didn't come up. Deontay is not a son in law he is indeed a son in love and he blended right into this family yeah Deontay you can come up go go ahead Marietta did you want to say um yeah for me even though you guys had already moved from Michigan at the time of the breakup you guys were always my parents a spiritual parents no matter where you were um at the time you were my parents and just to know that you guys weren't together anymore it I mean, it felt like 
my parents, because again, I looked at you guys as my parents, my spiritual parents, that um, you weren't together anymore. And I, I couldn't understand it. <laughs> and even being an adult, it was it was hard for me. But seeing the relationship now um, just just means so much to me. And it, it restores um, it restores hope in me that even though you may go through um, so much in life, there's still hope in it. And I just love seeing um, how you guys work together. You're you're still together as one as far as friendship. But um, the breakup was hard because, again, you guys are my parents and it was hard to, to just think that I wouldn't see you guys together as mom and dad. But still, now God is still, you know, doing some things to where you still are still mom and dad. But it was hard. I just got a message. Deontay's on a flight. That's oh, right. OK. Yeah, he's on a flight. Gotcha. OK, um, thank you, uh, Marietta and Michelle. Mm -hmm. Uh, D'Angelo. Hey, Bishop, how you doing today? Hey, hey, good. You? I'm doing fine. So I have good. a question. Um, so me and my wife, we got married a few months ago, but we we knew each other for like 14 months before we got married. And I'm wondering, like right now, we've been separated for a few months after being married. Like, is it too late to still build foundation within our marriage? I don't think so. I think I think you can always. Um, that's what we didn't do. You slow it down, and and build the foundation. So no, I to answer you a very simple no. It's never too late to stop, stop the ride. Bring the plane down. And build the foundation. I agree, especially if both of you are willing to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the answer is, you know, it's it's not too late. Did that help you? Yes. Thank she, you. And she, both of y'all have to be willing. Anita. Welcome. Anita. Going once, Anita. Thank you. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Thank I you. find so much uh, correlation to me and my husband. We were both widowed and got married pretty quickly, even though we waited. I made sure that I wasn't gonna jump into the marriage too quickly. He was ready after four months. And um, it just was exciting. And then we got hit with all of the family issues. People were not ready for us to get married. People were not ready for us to move forward. And it created so much angst in the family that my husband lost his siblings, his kids, everybody fled from him. And it was so, so difficult for him to process that. And we ended up getting into the wrong side with each other and we almost divorced. It was so extremely difficult. I was not accepted by anybody in his family and I couldn't handle all of that and he wanted me in the middle of his business in the middle of the kids and it we made so many wrong moves and we recognize that as you you're a pastor you're a leader you're um in the church you you've got a position people respect you people look up to you they expect a certain type of 
response and leadership. My husband is also, he is a worship leader, he teaches classes, he is in leadership even though he's not a pastor, but he is viewed by our whole community as that man that leads. And I am almost a nobody. Nobody knows who I am. He has too much, too many people coming at him all the time, wanting that friendship, that relationship that, oh my gosh, it's over the top and he's just like a little bit overwhelmed by it. So he tries to pull back and then here I am a nobody and because he's pulling back, they don't know who I am and he doesn't take the time to introduce me. And so I am that other woman almost, so to speak. So we've been living that kind of life as if I was the one that came and messed up his wife, even though his wife passed away, but it, it has that connotation that I am that person and to try to live through that and overcome that has been so extremely difficult. And so I'm just wondering, is there anything that you guys can offer to that kind of brokenheartedness? So Anita, I'm going to let Pastor Kim um, uh, speak to you. Amen. Thank you for being here, Anita. Uh, first of all, you are, you are somebody, you're not a nobody. Starting out, I'm an Anita too. I'm a Kim Anita. And so we got that camaraderie going on right off the bat. That's but, cool. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But you know, um, I, I used to feel a little bit like that uh, in the beginning of our relationship because Bishop was, uh, to me, he was the one, you know, he was the one with all of the charisma. He was the one. But uh, I learned earlier, my spiritual mother, she wrote a book called Lord Do Something Through Me. My husband has two wives. And it was a, it was a story of um, trying to help us as that spouse next to that man that seemed like he had it all going on and we were just kind of a nobody. And just as uh, Hannah cried out and, and, and was asking God for a child and said, Lord, do something through me so that I can make a difference in the world and feel okay, whether it is by his side, enhancing him or whatever, but fine. And I know you know that what it is that you do, it may not be in the ministry, it may not be in the church, but you know what you do that makes a difference. You know the original intent of what God has you for. I hear it in your voice. I hear it in your spirit. I, 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 I felt encouraged just even hearing you talk about your story. I hear you as a woman of wisdom. I hear you as a woman that uh, that gentleman should be uh, blessed that he has you regardless of what's going on on the outside. So I, I just want you to take that time um, to just reflect on who it is God has you to be, even at this stage of life and be okay with that. As, as I finish this, um, even uh, once I discovered that God could do something through me, and I thank God that Bishop Davis was never a man that would try and shun me or put me behind him or anything like that. But once the marriage fell apart, once things didn't go the way that I, uh, I wanted or we wanted them to go, because God had already did something through me, he already was aware of who I was. That's why I'm able to still continue to move forward and do the things that I'm doing right now that I thought I'd never 
be able to do it alone. So you be encouraged. And, and I hope that the words that I just said will at least set a little flame in you to know you're not a nobody, Anita. You are somebody, and I love you. Thank you. That's very encouraging and inspirational. So I'll look forward to that. Bless you, darling. And that's for all the Anitas that's out here. Because she's, <laughs> she's not the only one. And um, so is there anybody, any of the other moderators that have a question as we close? Yeah, Bishop, I have one more question from the audience. Um, someone oh, and asked, Angelica, I think Angelica had one too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I sent, I sent it to Angelica. I don't know okay, if she was going to read. Okay. Um, someone asked, how long after the after divorce did you, did it take for you to get to the place you're in now? And that's the both of you. She remembers days more than I do. I'm not her answer. Mm, how long did it take after the divorce to get to this cordial place like this? Yep. Yep. And we and never think, we never cussed each other out or anything like that. It was never like that. No, no. She um, might have wanted to. No, I, uh, uh, and and I gave this testimony before. I'm not gonna get a long testimony, but I remember like maybe I think it was a, a year or so later. It was the first time I had seen him. That he wasn't fat and he was skinny. And we were divorced and I was still broken. I was still trying to look cute on the outside. And I looked at him in the back of his head and I, I realized that he wasn't as, as happy that he was gone as I thought. You know, you have these things, thoughts, he's gone now, he's where he wanna be, he out there enjoying his life, doing his thing and this and that. And I, I, I don't know, we had a talk and somehow whatever level of bitterness that I had that I wasn't expressing publicly, it dissolved. And I use this expression that the Lord filled the cracks of my soul. And and I, I retook my place in his life. Uh, I'm his chief intercessor. I don't care how, who else come along. I'm the chief intercessor around here over his life that I pray for him every day. And so I was able from that time to talk and to be cordial. And I think he felt better that it wasn't any kind of bitterness that like that. Again, I would say it was a little challenging uh, when he got married again. We had a little, little miscommunication in that. But even through that, you know, I, we were able to get through that, through every other situation that has come up since then. So if I had to put a time frame to it, it wasn't that it was about a year for me personally that I know it was God that helped my heart to be able to come into relationship like this with him. Did that help you? Is that the question you had, Angelica? Also? Yes, sir. That was the question. Okay. A um, couple of things. Uh, okay. Uh, I was reading comments. Okay. So I'm going to have her. We're about to go in a minute, but I want everybody, we've been giving this to, and some of you asking for a cash app. Trust me when I tell you. When you give, I'm gonna I'm is I'm gonna bless her. So we're gonna do it in one 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 offering uh tonight. I just want you to get twelve dollars. If you were in if, if we did this as a master class, you'd have paid much more because we're giving principles and it's gonna help you. Some of you may want to give more than twelve dollars. The cash app is up top. Um dollar sign Greg Davis ten. Um 
if if everybody and that's the seat of order i've been doing this all month and i'm going to continue to do it until god tell me to do something different um those of you that would give that twelve dollars tonight some of you may want to give more thank you dr barbie as you all are giving tonight um give that 12 somebody may want to give more uh on tonight but let's give that seed of order tonight uh over almost a thousand people have been in here almost a thousand people have been in here um 246 in here now i am so thankful that our lives you wanted to hear about it and i pray that it 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 blessed you so much that you know what to do and what not to do uh we have been talking about this for a long time um she calls me her hero even till now when she told when we told the churches that we were um separating um thank you all for your gifts as you're giving um she said she can tell y'all better what she said but you know she 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 never said anything negative um and she is a woman of class i see so many of you all from ebenezer and the river thank you i care i see you um and so i pray that something we said helped you all um she says she still prays for me she does um we respect each other um she was dating somebody for a while and i knew who it was somebody i know very well and we don't trip like that i mean it, it this is this is pure you know um and, and so i'm grateful tonight because it could be another way <laughs> it could be another way people look at us crazy you know oh pastor harlan is here thank you we missed past the condo too it said lee and i didn't recognize he's that. down there oh my god i think he's gone these people are from every part of our life mm -hmm. we failed to say that we passed it in detroit we passed it in louisiana uh we passed in uh delaware and she still passes in delaware and and in um down in town pennsylvania uh yes somebody sent the back chat and asked are you online um where can they find you online to watch your services they're saying um uh, certainly on the church churches pages um ebenezer full gospel baptist church or the river of life church but everything that um we do also comes through my personal facebook page and i'm talking about facebook right now um at kim davis pastor kim davis and we have an ebenezer uh, and River of Life together YouTube channel, and those same uh, teachings are shared on uh, my YouTube channel, Pastor Kim Davis, and I have a podcast on iTunes called Keeping It Moving Podcast with Apostle Kim Davis. I think I covered them all. And I've asked Angelica, I want her to take this. We're going to cut it in two halves because um, we're going to put this on my podcast. Uh, and I don't know, um, Derek, if y'all want it for, for yours, um, but we're going to put this on my podcast and the replay will be here. Um, uh, but we're going to put it on podcast and I want to put it in two parts, part one and part two. And Angelica is telling me it'll be up by Saturday for you all to listen to, 
and um uh i would like to know y'all feedback so put something in the back chat and let me know how you enjoyed this we're going to be doing more of this on thursdays one-on-ones but i wanted to start off uh with uh bishop elect uh, <laughs> she we we i said this and i'm closing um i said this sunday i said that we always made history josh uh we 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 made history for the good and for the bad in full gospel movement that we're in bishop morton probably still shakes his head for so many reasons um uh but he never threw us away but she's become we'll be the first ones that was married that that was a husband and wife and both of us are bishops uh legit she will become the state bishop of delaware uh in full gospel and she deserves it and so that will happen in july and i'll be sitting right there uh egging her on and and screaming and hollering all right amen all right so you all give that seed this last call for seed dollar sign greg davis 10 um zell greg davis show at gmail.com give lafay greg davis ministries uh cash app you can give it there many of you are giving more than 12 12 is the number order asking god to bring things in order for you uh bishop elect kim davis you can have words your final words and have the lord lead you to pray and talk to people amen well thank you again bishop greg davis <laughs> It's well, not like this morning. To be here today. Uh, I have enjoyed being here. I thank all of you um, for it's amazing to me that people will stay up this late and just listen. It's, this is a whole nother avenue for me, but I, I just pray um, that uh, something was said that encouraged you, whether you're in relationship, out of relationship, will be in relationship. We just certainly pray that us being transparent uh, would help you in your various areas of relationships. And you can see it generationally that you, it, it will not just stop with you, but these things that we have learned and seeds that we are passing on to you, you can plant them and grow up another whole way. So again, thank each and every one of you for being on certain to my children. Again, I got the most amazing children and on the planet and um, also my spiritual family of, of those of you that are here and those that I did I don't even know I want to thank God for you so as I get ready to um, close in prayer uh, Father we do thank you we honor you and we bless your name God for you are good and beside you there is none other Father tonight you came on and we had prayed already, God, that you would anoint us afresh to say what you would have us to say and to not say what would not need to be said, but that everything would be, even as Bishop spoke about, in order, in an orderly way that people can take these seeds and be able to utilize them in their lives. Father, we realized that everybody wasn't here for the same reason. Some was just here for spectatorship to see what was going to be happening, what was going to be said. But we pray that even something fell upon their heart, God, that would help them to be able to move forward even more seamlessly in relationship. God, I always say to you that 
You take relationships so seriously that you are a father, son, Holy Spirit in one. You work so seamlessly that we can't tell one from the other. There's no competition. There's no outshining. There's no pulling in an opposite direction, but you operate as one, but yet as three in one. Blessed Trinity. So God, I'm asking that you would bless relationships on this line, bless marriages, bless friendships, bless church relationships, bless uh, family relationships. Lord, bless us to be better individuals that we will be able to have testimony of relationship and not uh, uh, things that we're terrified and and things uh, where we've had these nightmare relationships and things that have stolen our peace and stolen our identity and left us dead on the road and bleeding. God, Father, I'm praying that these words that have been shared on this line today would heal souls and, and, and take out infection that has been gained from relationships that did not work. Lord, that from this relationship that had all the promise to be able to last until you came back again, yet you're still using us to be a light and to be life. So God, as we get ready to leave this line today, let people leave in peace. Let them rest in peace. Bless Bishop Gregory Michael Davis Sr. as he has reached out to help these people for relationships. Thank him, thank you for him, Lord, even having us on. Thank you for everyone who had something to say, everyone who wanted to say something and couldn't. And we just give your name glory for everything that has taken place on this line tonight. No glory for us, all glory for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, y'all, thank you for staying up, uh, everybody. Uh, this is an all-night app. You can get up anytime. Uh, that's too many people <laughs> here. They here all night, people here all night. Oh, but uh, we're about to go, y'all. Thank you, Angelica, Aday, Quanisha, Candace. Candace and Angelica, especially uh, Josh, I uh, can't believe you quiet, Katrina, Hubert, uh, Les, Patrick, uh, all of the moderators. Uh, oh, I didn't see you, uh, Michael. Hey, Prophet Michael Claiborne. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was waiting to say it. <laughs> right. Dr. Barbie and even our spiritual children. Love you oh. guys. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, Prophet Sonia, thank you for being here. Our children, uh, for being here. And uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow for our room at three o'clock and uh, Saturday for prayer and Sunday for the word. Everybody have an amazing night. Uh, We're about to close. Go with God, everybody. Go with God. Good night. Thank you for listening to the conversation on today on When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. We hope this conversation added value to your life and that you were able to take notes that you can refer back to at a later date as you navigate through your dating and relationship spaces. As a valued listener of When the Right One Comes, we have three action steps that you can help us with as we continue to help you. Number one, 
Download this episode. Yes, download this episode so that you can continue to listen to it over and over again. Number two, share this podcast with your friends and your family so they can have value added to their life as well. And number three, soul into the vision, soul into the mission here at When the Right One Comes by sending a cash out to dollar sign Greg Davis 10. That's dollar sign Greg Davis 10 with your monetary donation. This can help us to continue the great work that we're doing here at when the right one comes helping you all navigate through your dating and relationship spaces thank you so much for listening on today we hope you tune in on the next episode of when the right one comes with bishop greg davis